0: I still have a kid in diapers. Mm-hmm. Right. I love my child enough that I am changing diapers, I both the ones that, and the Johnny. twos, right? Oh. Like I'm still doing oh, it. Right? I'm still knee deep in that stuff. It's oh my god, what's to come
1: for oh, him, I can't. I'm, I'm so
0: forty eight. <laughs> you know what it's so like? It, it's like
1: I feel like Sean and I are it's like our prison sentence is almost done. Like, no. And we're like, we're actually kind of like, oh, I want to enjoy this prison for the last year. You got another ten year stint, bro. Bruh. Oh. Bruh. Welcome
0: to Bad Parents, a podcast about three bad parents who are trying to raise good kids. She's Shauna. Hello. He's Ryan. What's up? And I'm Johnny. A tell-it-like-it-is podcast for parents to laugh, cry, and to make you feel better about your parenting.
2: We love hearing from you, so today's podcast is your podcast, Based on some of the emails and messages that you've sent to BadParents at CuriousCast.ca, Ryan, Johnny, and I are going into the Bad Parents mailbag to answer your questions and talk about the things that matter to you. This is Bad Parents.
0: Welcome to the Bad Parents podcast. You know, my favorite part, because I listen to like a few other podcasts, every so often they'll do like a mailbag one, right? Which means you're kind of like the executive producer of the show. We're like every week, you know, we come up with our own topics. We're like, hey, we're going to talk about, I don't know, whatever, right? Halloween, or we're going to talk about Mm. sports and stuff. But this time, you get to decide what we talk about, which is kind of fun. We got some questions, and if you need to, it's curiouscast.ca. Send them in, we get them, we'll read them, and
1: then at some point, we'll talk about them. So we're going to reach into the mail sack and pull out three emails. Print it up. Because
2: email just doesn't have any sound. So are we you had to-
1: a foley artist? I know. This is legit paper. <laughs> like no, no, you're I'm just sorry. making your own sound effects. <laughs> so the first question, should we tackle Len first? Let's tackle Okay, Len. so Len uh, emailed in and said, I've watched my six-year-old girl who I've officially nicknamed Sweets. I love that. Go from a love seat to a lazy boy via the curtains. <laughs> the kid is like Tarzan. So Len gets to the point and says, what are some... Uh, not so safe experiences your children have had that you were secretly openly proud of because he is amazed that Sweets is not scared, not intimidated. Oh,
2: that's good. Falls
1: down, gets back up. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you shouldn't be pulling on the curtains, but it's kind of cool that you're doing that. Yeah.
2: So you're secretly proud of something. And I'm sure he told her not to do it again, but yes. deep down he's like,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my Sweets. Yeah. So do you guys have any examples of like your children being a little bit crazy? Are they a little bit adventurous? And also I'd like to know, I know yours are very young, Johnny, but is there a difference between, you're the only one that's got both sexes. Mm-hmm. Sean's got two boys. I have three boys. You have a girl and a boy. And I would love to know in your few years of being a father, have you noticed the difference between the two based on their sex?
0: Uh, I think so. I think Olivia's a little bit more empathetic than Jack is. And it could just be age, right? She's you know at that age. Two years is such a, oh a massive gosh. difference in emotions and, and whatnot. But, um, when the Wiggles were in town uh, They came by the station I brought Jack down And he um, Got to sit in On a little TV thing That they did And one of the Wiggles He's a new one His name's John He's kind of like The the hot one That they keep saying Big strong John And <laughs> Jack Jack for some reason Was like super Into what John was doing And he was That's a it, new
2: visual Yeah Very much <laughs> so
0: So
1: An John, impressive male In his life <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Ironically, you have the same name, though, so you have that in common.
2: <laughs> you this daddy's got muscles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big
2: Strong John. Okay, go. Go, Johnny, so, Johnny.
0: instead of short, flabby John, he was watching Big Strong John, <laughs> and he did a backflip in front of John. Oh, wow. And and he was very impressed by it, to the point
1: now where... How when, was Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I cut you off. I apologize. He sorry, he did a backflip, and then and now Jack, Jack will just throw
0: his head into yeah. things trying to do a backflip right? right, right.
2: And are you proud of that?
0: Um, I'm proud that I'm proud that he's taking chances. Yes, mm. I wish he
1: would do it a little bit more safer than just, you know, going headfirst into tile. yeah, <laughs> actually, but I have um heard an expert say about children in like, let's say, playgrounds and stuff like that. The best thing you can do is let them. Be adventurous safely.
2: Oh so yeah! It's not
1: like if they're if they're climbing up a slide. It's not like no 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 no. Keep an eye on them. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and make sure they don't do anything crazy, like jump off the play park. But they ha- there has to be some bumps and bruises, mm-hmm. and they that's, have to learn.
2: That's the hardest part for me as a as a parent of two boys. My brother was extremely um, risk taking. He always had buddies over, and they would like put themselves in tires and roll themselves down the hill, like really dangerous stuff. And I don't let my kids do enough risky stuff. Like as we're talking about it right now, I can't think of anything because I keep them pretty safe.
0: I I feel that if you were to ask some people, I think you're being um, a very good mom in letting your son play football. Oh yeah. That's a pretty... You know, some people say that's a pretty dangerous thing. Yeah, okay, to the point okay. to the point where some parents wouldn't let their kids play football yeah. because of the possibility of injury. Maybe you're
1: thinking more like when they were younger. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you're absolutely right. Like I you know, I've joked around that they could I wanted to play football, but they couldn't find a helmet <laughs> small enough. <laughs> but uh, I don't think my mom would let me play anyways, just because of that. Oh, just, Okay. I was smaller too. And, you're, and Jack's not a small kid, sure. but just anyone can get hurt yeah, in football, yeah, yeah. right? And so, yeah, I'd give you that.
2: Okay. Well, that's good. Cause neither of them can ride a bike. Yeah. And that, that to me is on me because I, I never got through that stage where I knew they were going to fall and scrape their knees and everything. Plus where we live is not the most bike friendly. Like right. there's a lot of traffic. We live near a highway. So I, to this day, I feel very guilty about that, but I'll, thank you. I'll take yeah. the football one as maybe I'm not
0: that bad. Now, knowing your kids as well as I do, where right? I've seen them grow up and, and, and us being best friends for a really long time. I've seen, uh, do you think that you have one more adventurous boy? Cause you have three boys, mm-hmm. one more adventurous than the others. And I say this only because I would see Rory and where you live, there's a skate park mm. and he would take his scooter to the skate park. And at such a young age was just motoring around the skate park with the helmet and the elbow pads. And you yeah, know, yeah. Why I was being safe that way. Was there ever a part where you're like one kid's way more adventurous than the other danger wise.
1: And were you always okay with, the the level of danger in which they pursue. Well it's funny you say that, um, because I just saw, uh, you know, Facebook memory came up. Yes. And so it was my older boy, his name's Travis, and my middle boy was Rory that you just mentioned. And I'm gonna say they were at the time, I don't know, four and six, and they're bombing down this sidewalk on their bicycles onto a ramp that they made. Like it wasn't a huge ramp, <sighs> yeah, but yeah. I mean it was how eighties you know, of you. Totally, totally. <laughs> so to answer your question, I think my first two are both very similar in in terms of um of adventure and risk-taking. My older boy, not so much now, almost just because he's outgrown the yes. skate park and stuff like that, where my middle guy still goes to skate park all the time in the summer. And I'll tell you, Shauna, if you're that kind of person, watching your kid drop into essentially a swimming pool is scary. Oh, I uh, couldn't imagine. It's very, very scary. <clears throat> and as for my little guy, he is definitely the least adventurous. He just isn't super athletic and uh, talk about riding a bike, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. He just isn't into it. This is not who he is. Yeah. And so, so I wish I pushed them a little bit more, a little bit. It's a
2: tough call, right?
1: It is. But I'm more like, if you lean more about, you know, you get nervous and, and apprehensive. I was more, not extreme because I'm not super adventurous, but I didn't panic
2: yeah. a lot. Like yeah. I
1: just, you know, they, they all played, well, first two played sports, hockey, soccer. So I just, it's part of life, I guess. Right? Yeah. You brought up a, a, a great point. Like if, for example,
0: Rye, you, you don't like eggs. So if I kept saying, hey, like, I'm making eggs this way. Just try the eggs. You're like, no, 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 no. And I keep coming at you with eggs. You're just like, at some point, you're just like, you know what? Screw you. I I don't want the eggs. Yeah. How much pressure or encouragement do you put on a kid when they show that they don't want to ride a bike? Uh, That's a great one. Is it like one and done? Or how much of that sort of like get back on and go? That's true. I took Olivia to soccer when she was three and a half, four. I wanted to see what she would do. The first two practices, she was okay. Like she was kind of into it. And then she was like done with it. And I kept forcing her yeah. and taking her because, like, you gotta see it through. And but are the concepts that I'm trying to teach the stick to itiveness and this is ah. it lost on somebody who is four, hmm. where if they're eight, they get it a little bit more. That's I a eventually great let I eventually let her not go because she was unbelievably disinterested. So I I find it's a real sharp line to kind of bide by. And don't you feel
2: like it's such a deviation from how we
0: were raised? My dad taught me to ride a
2: bike by letting go. We went to this huge hill in town. I said, don't let go, daddy. No, I won't. And he let go. And that's how I learned to ride a bike. And am I... You know, glad that I can ride a bike today? Yeah. And did it take that level? I don't know, but it is a big difference between the way we're raising our kids and how we were raised.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, again, to your point, Johnny, uh, you know, having the third one that doesn't, isn't as adventurous and hasn't done as much. I, you know, for example, he played soccer for one year and didn't like it. And so we let him quit. My other two played for a bunch of years. Uh, Hockey, he's not interested in. Likes to skate. I take him public skating. Yeah. But he's not interested in hockey. I didn't overly, overly push. My concern is... At 12, he's going to look at me and say, you know what? Like, I know I said didn't like hockey, but I was five or I, I was seven know. or I was eight. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you let me down. Sure. Like, that's my biggest and fear. So I just want to say he could also say at 12, like, yeah, I still don't like it. I still uh-huh. don't want to do it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not a big ice
0: skater. I, I, I don't really know how to do it. It's going to come back and haunt me in, in very soon when Olivia and Jack want to go. I guarantee it. Um, and I kind of like said to my dad when I was like 22, when like Ryan, everybody was playing like shinny hockey on like. Shinny, by the way, Oops,
2: well you uh, said shiny. <laughs> um,
0: on 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 Friday nights. Right. When we were when we were teenagers and whatnot. I, and I couldn't play because I didn't know how to skate. So I was a little bit like I wish my dad would have whatever. But right. at the time, I
1: remember adamantly being like, no way. Exactly. It's too cold. The one thing I could say, again, not advice, but is also like because you're not into something doesn't mean you shouldn't put your kids into that right totally sure. totally, totally. Um, and, you know i admit like this like i'm not perfect at all i'm not a huge baseball guy I agree so my with you. my kids never my kids never really got into baseball now with that being said they have t- the two oldest ones were both playing hockey and soccer so there wasn't much time for baseball mm-hmm. but You know what, if if your kid wants to get into martial arts and you're like, I don't know, I don't know anything about it. Well, it's not you doing it. Exactly, and that's
2: hard too because you do have, like, you're spending so much of your spare time watching it that you do tend to pick the stuff that you like. Or
1: let's just say you played hockey growing up and you loved it, right? And you played from when you were five to when you were 18 years old and it's a big part of your life. You have got great memories and then you have a kid and you just assume they're going to be into it Mm -hmm. and they're not. Yeah, That's got to be a real tough pill to swallow. Well, thanks for the question, Lenny. Hopefully, uh, They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
0: I know we call the show like uh, the mailbag show. Rye said he went into the mail sack and whatever. That's what I like to call it. I would like you now to go to the super box. (laughs) The (laughs) super box of mail that are on all of our streets. (laughs) If you were lucky enough just to have a single mailbox, I always remember, what was the movie where they were playing like mailbox baseball stand by me oh, right. stand by yeah, me absolutely like what an absolutely asshole thing to do <laughs> <laughs> like i could not think of anything more just bashing your mailbox <laughs> with a
1: bat but as a kid for some reason it's funny oh yeah I as guess. an adult you hate them i guess and they should be uh going to juvie hall or whatever they call it <laughs> okay so this comes from nat says hey loving the podcast so far the honest talk about how flipping hard it is to parent and not always enjoyable is refreshing Here's uh, her uh, topic. She says, I have a 14-month-old son, and the amount of unsolicited advice I have received, it kind of shocked me that even strangers give you advice on everything. Does it ever stop? Does it matter? Like a certain age, she says, do you have any tips on to take it to heart or not take it to heart? Any good comeback? Any good one-liners? When does the unsolicited (laughs) advice ever end? And I don't know if it does.
2: I don't know if it ends. It's certainly less. I think it's the Mm. hardest at that age where she's at 14 months between before they go off to maybe JK or daycare where you're meeting other like-minded parents. But sometimes in the beginning, if you don't know a lot of people with kids your age, you're hearing from your in-laws. You're hearing from older people who mean well, but it is an onslaught in those beginning
1: years. I remember finding it so difficult. And, and strangers, for sure. Like, oh,
2: absolutely.
1: You're at the park and somebody can say something. And if you do something wrong, like, you know, be you're at the park or something. And then I don't know, maybe your kids doesn't have gloves on. And it's like a little bit chill. And then someone says something to you yeah. about that. That's really hard to hear. Yeah. I am amazed at how
0: much somebody will tell you something who have no impact in your life whatsoever. Oh, totally. <laughs> um, and I'm also amazed sometimes, too, at the comfortability of some family members. That are just like, hey, what this and you're like, we're not that cool for you to be whatever. And I'll, I'll tell a story. I don't think she listens. My mom lives on Vancouver Island and she has seen my kids a handful of times because over the pandemic and whatnot, she couldn't get here. OK. She said one time we're on like a FaceTime call and then she messaged me. Why are Olivia's eyes crossed? and i never saw it and i didn't think olivia had a problem with her eyes but like she felt like she should just whatever say this thing about my daughter and i was really like like i'm with her every day yeah right and i didn't i haven't seen anything whatsoever and i don't think it's like i'm so close to the situation i can't see it and she's like you know and it was so like i'm sure it wasn't meant that way but yeah. she just texted it what's wrong with olivia's eyes oh boy and i'm just like who what the <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, it's tough. it really hard, and it really bothered me. Yeah. And then every time, um, because my kids are still young. So they still get stuff like Jack just had RSV last year. So he's getting these things that like little kids get. Mm-hmm. And we're going through it and we're not a hundred percent sure the sort of impact of RSV on, on, on our on Jack. He was like one and a half. And I told my mom that and then all of a sudden I get like all these massive text messages from like WebMD daily oh, mags no. of like, and I'm just like, I just, I, I don't want it. I like time and place. Yes. Not the time or place. Cause I'm in it right now. Yeah. If you want to tell me once he's out of it, Hey, it's not that bad. This, the, I don't need to hear it while I'm in it. I and know. I think for a lot of people that might be it where you, your intentions might be good. Right. But you need to read the room that if this is going to hit or not. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time it doesn't. And I don't I, I don't want to hear it. And I also feel sorry to go on a tangent here. <laughs> I also feel. That how close I am to somebody Ryan I can say anything to me, if you're new to the podcast, Ryan, and I have been friends since we were in high school. We are very lucky to do what we do and be this good of friends. Ryan can say anything to me and I will take it as. My brother is talking to me. Mm -hmm. He needs to tell me something. So if Ryan wants to give me unsolicited advice about raising children. Yeah. I will take it as gospel because he's a brother and he's a father. So that's fine. Somebody at the park, you better check yourself. Oh, Uh, absolutely. Somebody. And how about this? What about posting something on Instagram or on Twitter and having somebody who maybe a fringe, a fringe friend of somebody that follows you, sees it, and sends you a little something, oh, man. and you're like, "You don't know no. me." I think, That's got to be tough. I think it's the unsolved. Sorry, and it's got to be even tougher for mothers. Because they're going through stuff at, stage, yeah. at the beginning Because they're stage? with
1: the baby for so much more. Yes. Stop it. Totally. I definitely understand that. I feel what you're saying. I mean, I try not to give it unsolicited. It's more of like a conversation. Yeah. And if you say something like, oh, this is how I handled it. I'm not saying I did it right. Yeah. It's, or I give advice if you ask for it. Yes. Um, but you're absolutely right about, about that. You know, my only real experience with it is that I'll never forget. And I can't believe people have the balls to say things is like this. Is this the park one? Uh, I, well, this is, I don't know if this is the park one, but this is the one where maybe there's a few then where uh, a, my wife was very visibly pregnant and we had two boys running around and a woman came up and she rubbed my wife's belly and she, you know, <laughs> her heart was in the right place. I get it. But she's like, she's like, oh, a third. She goes, like, I'm guessing you're hoping for a girl. And I'm like, oh. wow, well, who talks like that to somebody? Yeah. To a complete was she, was stranger. she, el- she Oh, she was elderly. Yeah. You know, and you're just like, who says that to someone, right? You have no clue of the situation. I just could never, ever say that to somebody. No, I wouldn't no. say anything, but if anything, I'd just say, hey, congratulations. Exactly. And I just, it wasn't really unsolicited advice, but it's amazing what sometimes women have to hear when they're either sure. pregnant or have young children. You must I, have experience with that. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, oh, definitely. My And again, it's my, my mother-in-law, and I'm sure she meant well, but she would send me sometimes clippings. Like I, Jack took a long time. He wasn't the most verbal kid. And I know she means well, but we would sort of like, she would send me a clipping about kids and verbal skills and how to increase their... You know, they're reading and stuff like that. And every one of these examples, I'm sure there is no bad intention. And I think when we got this message in our mailbag, um, I think it struck a nerve with us because when you're in it, Johnny, like you said, you don't think we're, we're already kind of nervous about this, that and the other thing. So it just... It hyper, it makes it such a bigger issue in your mind that you're already worried about.
0: 100%. And even though you just said Eli was a little late getting verbal.
2: Yeah, Jack. You Jack, I'm, I'm sorry. Talking in the womb. I'm sorry. <laughs> um,
0: I'm sure that wasn't the only thing going on in your life. Right, right, right. So you're heightened by everything that else is happening, mm-hmm. right? So you're catching me on a bad time. Like, I'm, like my Jack's going through RSV, you know, the pandemic's going on, all this stuff. And like, then you're like you're coming at me with this. And I'm like, I I just, I just don't want to hear it right now. But
2: That said the thing is like, and and when I did, when I read it later, like as I got older, I think you look back when you have more wisdom and you see it, like now I understand she, in her mind, she's like, here's some strategies. And I saw this Mm -hmm. article, I'm thinking of you. Like it's, there's really, it's hard to be, I would, I have no idea what it's like to be a grandparent, but I, I think my mom has also done this with, with my brother and his kids. Like, it must be a real fine line because oh. you want to share your wisdom. And, mm-hmm. and I know now that she had some issues with Mike and his, you know, reading skills. So she was too sure. late to the game. And now I've talked to her over the years and she's like, we didn't know until sure. he was in grade five. So she's just trying to help because of her experience. So it, it's tough. It's so tough.
1: And you you know, you know, just got me thinking because uh, the situation I'm in personally is my parents passed away. So we never had really grandparents and my wife's, grandparent, my wife's parents live in Nova Scotia. So we've never had that kind of connection. It's always been like on a holiday and you hang out for a bit. Um, but thinking in the grandparents' defense, just to kind of back up your point, is it's hard because you've been there, done that and you want to help the person you love. Yeah. Also, I'm thinking myself, they're probably thinking like, I'm also a relationship with this child where, like, you can't just call me, come and babysit, and then I leave, and I have no opinions on anything. Like, you can't use me. Oh, so true, right? Ryan. And yes. then I and then I can't say anything about this child that I love that you need from you need help from me uh, th- twice a week. Yeah, and I can't even say, listen, I think maybe they should try doing this with them. Yeah. So I, I sometimes I That's think a point. It's a fine line between like being offended and understanding where they're coming from. Sure, but for me,
0: if you have that sort of skin in the game where you are like my mom is 3,200 kilometers away. Yeah. yeah totally right? So I was kind of like, I don't need to hear this from somebody who is satellite grandparenting in not her fault. If yeah. she does happen to listen, yeah. I get it. You moved out there pandemic. You didn't want it. I get it. I yeah, understand yeah, yeah. it. But at the time I didn't want where maybe I would have taken a little bit more if you were here mm-hmm. and, and you had that sort of uh, skin in the game as right. far as like looking after and being part of it. I it's, it's really hard. And I, and I don't, it's hard to filter out. The good and the bad, even though I think it's all meant good. Yeah, that's true. It can come across as like just and especially if your child is going through something, everyone has an opinion on it. So you're getting it from all angles. Another thing that I don't I don't like and I don't know if you guys get this is we will bring up, say, we're at like an event or something. And it's a lot of parents. And you say, hey, today, Olivia. Had, you know, uh, is waking up 45 times at night, coming into our room. We got to do this, blah, 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 blah. Instead of giving any sort of helpful information. I remember when my kid did this and blah, blah, oh. And I'm just like, I, okay, great. Yeah. yeah, 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 I got Awesome. You. Okay, your kid also. Uh, can we just focus? Okay.
2: Yeah, it, that's it, true.
1: I hate, I. I, if there's one, this is a little bit on, a little off topic, but if there's one thing I could say that I learned and I've done it and I heard someone mention it and maybe it's a good time to say it. If there's one thing I don't say to women anymore, especially women with one child is asking when number two is coming because you have no clue. Never,
2: never. And again,
1: I think the reason I bring it up is I think people's hearts are in the right Mm -hmm. place. They are just wondering, even family. But you have no clue if that family have been trying for two years to have a kid and they can't. And you might just absolutely, you might be at a cocktail party and ruin their night because now they're thinking about advice. And so I never, ever, ever ask about a second child.
2: And I think take it one, one step further. The less you say the better to parents, just be there, just be there to listen. It would
1: be amazing
0: if, if you were that person in that person's life where you're just like, I ain't saying nothing until you come to me. And if you come to me, then you're opening that door for me to be allowed to do it. Yeah. I've only ever done it once and it was somebody who was working here. Yeah. We work at a radio station in Toronto, Ontario. And the lady all I heard another conversation about her child was having really bad teething issues. Yeah. And all I like, and I'm like, hey, I am overhearing you. I'm over here and you have this conversation. This product really helped us buy. Yeah, right. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Done. I just here's my two cents. I think it might and she said that it did. Yeah. But I I yeah. can't I can't.
1: I think the moral of the story here is is more of like solicited advice. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Unsolicited. Maybe just leave it alone and just listen.
2: So in the Bad Parents mailbag, we heard from a woman named Donna who is struggling with the fact that every event that they have for the kids, sporting event, open house event, every single parent seems to be there and she can't make it work because of work. And her kid's like, how come so-and-so's dad always is there? How come so-and-so's mom? And it's something that I've noticed as well. It feels like parents these days and maybe because of hybrid work schedules from COVID times. Everybody is at every event. And for those of us who can't make everything, I feel terrible.
1: Oh, it's such a big thing. That's such a good point because I feel like as a kid, there was a lot of times where parents couldn't make it to certain things. And I wonder now, like you said, schedules are different. Maybe the work world isn't 9 to 5 anymore. So Mm -hmm. if you have a random afternoon 3 o'clock game or a tournament that starts Friday at 10... People are just able to get the time off somehow because you are so right. Every parent is everywhere.
2: Yeah. And particularly dads. I don't know about you guys, but my dad, like no open houses. No, to the point where I remember one time my dad did come <laughs> to a Christmas play and everybody was talking about whose dad is here because <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like he just the moms back in the day. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know what, and then now schools are making it so that every event is during oh, school hours. What happened to nighttime things?
1: That's a real tough one. And then on top of that, a lot of schools, the buses, they don't take you anymore.
2: No, no late so buses.
1: you could maybe like, that's the problem now. It's like, okay, yeah, it's one thing for your parent to miss it because it's a football game at two o'clock. And that's another thing is you might miss the game because you can't get there. Yeah. And because what are you going to do if your parents both work? And it's really, really difficult. And I will say nowadays, what's so great about texting and phone. Fo- Phones and the schedules and these team apps and stuff like that is that you can all help each other out and say who needs a lift. But I will agree with you. I'm going to say, in my experience in hockey and soccer, like 80% of the parents are there all the time. Yeah. Is there any possibility that some of it has to come down to? And I know we get um,
0: emails here at work about work life balance and that maybe some companies are asking a lot of you now, especially if you're working from home Mm -hmm. and, and whatnot. But they do allow that sort of grace to go and do those sort of things because a little bit of these joy snacks you can have to go see your kid do something at 1.30 in the afternoon and come back and maybe you'll put in a little bit more. I don't know. But I think the work, work-life balance is is a thing. Now, I, now our regular jobs where we work at Q107 radio station in Toronto, we do the morning show there. So it affords us a lot of flexibility to be able to go and do things to the point where I've gone on field field trips in the afternoon because yes. I, I, I'm off. And so the difference is, I think like, I really enjoy doing it. I enjoy being there for my kids because for whatever reason, uh, my parents didn't come to anything that I did. Yeah, uh, I remember my dad coming to one basketball game and mm, I wish that he could have been there more, but for whatever reason, and I'm not sure what they are, uh, he didn't come. Yeah. So I assume it had to do with work. I don't think he was just at a bar, yes. <laughs> just
1: refusing
0: to go. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I, I know what it felt like. So um I just want to be there. So I do what I can to yeah. do that.
2: And and maybe that's one advantage of this hybrid workforce. So yeah, you're working, it seems like it's sort of less less disconnect when you can't turn your phone off or your email or whatever. But maybe one advantage is that more parents are coming out to these events.
1: And I'll say this. If you have a young family or you're thinking about having a family and you haven't really done these types of experiences and sports seems to be the easy one to talk about in terms of maybe going out and supporting your kids and watching them play and stuff like that. It's also the, the little details that you might not think about at the time, but it's the drive to, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, for example, I went to Buffalo yesterday for two hockey games, kind of back to back. And I went with my wife and my middle son who plays hockey and then another mother and her son, because The father was working. And so I'm only too pleased to help carpool. And anyways, the the drive there, like it's stressful. And you're you're in Buffalo all day and you're getting home late, that kind of thing. But the drive there is fun. Yeah. You know, we are talking like it's sometimes there's no distraction. Yeah, that's true. Right. You can just have or sometimes for me, it's a one on one with one of my kids. And it's just, it's kind of fun. And I think I'll definitely remember it. And I hope they remember the drives to and from hockey and soccer. Oh
2: yeah. I I still remember that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I remember the carpooling and the van loaded with kids for baseball. The only thing that I don't like about this new thing is it makes it easier for these events to not be held at night. If everybody can make it work. And I feel bad for my husband's in the trades. He can't go to a football game. My son just did all his football There was one night game and the rest were all like one and three in the afternoon. And I felt bad because my husband can't, he doesn't have a flexible work schedule. A lot of trades don't. There's a lot of jobs that don't have flexibility. So my concern is that now these schools don't even try to have evening events. Right. Right. Like even choirs. And remember the school play? A lot of them are now during
1: the day. I know that, that like, it's a bit, it's a bit much if yeah. you ask me, but, um, you know, I, I will say th- there is another great community is the parents that are looking out for each other with the carpooling and with the helping, all that kind of stuff, but that doesn't help if you miss out because you yeah. feel guilty, right? Like the hours that we do and our sons, um, play sports, uh, Shauna, and a lot of times like a tournament's on a Friday. And then, so like, I've never seen like a Friday morning game. Yes. Right. And I have, that's maybe the difference we're talking about between, our parents and us is like, I feel incredibly guilty that I've missed those Friday games. And I'm going to say in the thousand games I've watched my kid play, I've missed like four. Yeah. And I feel bad about that. Yeah. Like, it's, I shouldn't. Yeah. You know, I've done enough. I've put the time in. I could probably never see another game and and I'd love to, to
2: know if our parents felt guilty. Like, know. my dad particularly, who missed all the open houses and stuff like that. I don't think so. I think there was such a line in the sand that that wasn't under his realm, under his umbrella.
1: I, I agree with you, which is probably a blessing.
2: Yeah, I think so. Because
1: I think the guilt would be terrible. I think if you have to work and there's nothing you can do about it, you still feel guilty, but it's it's just. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, again, I'll just reiterate. I think it's
0: the fact that, like, I noticed like when my my parents didn't show up and I don't want them to have that feeling. And it feeds my inner child. Right. Yeah. That's some therapy talking. I'm just going to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, you know, yeah. when, I, when I mentioned this, that's what my therapist says to me is that, you know, you knew what it was like to not have your parents there. Yeah. That's why I, I, I probably to Ryan's point, I go out of my way to make sure that I'm there when it probably doesn't matter at all in the grand scheme of things but it really matters to me. Yeah,
2: I understand that would yeah, that's your perspective cuz you so, missed out.
0: Yeah, and that and that's that's what I do. That's, you know, my kids are are young enough where they, they're not playing sports yet on any sort of competitive yeah. level. So I make sure that I am there for the field trips or the, the 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 Christmas plays or whatever else they need me there for. I make sure that I'm there. Yeah. Plus
1: like listen, I'm Maybe not to my own detriment. I don't know, like, but I, I'm not a perfect parent by any stretch. I got my own issues, uh, you know, in parenting and you question your abilities and all that kind of stuff. One thing I don't understand sometimes, I understand if you can't make it to an event because of work. I understand if you need a break, you know, yeah. there's times like I supposed to go to practice tonight and, uh, and my buddy Anthony said I can take them and I'm happy to have that break. Yeah. It's just a practice. What I don't understand sometimes is like the parent that constantly misses and chooses to miss. I say to myself, like you're missing out on the joy of seeing your child play, yeah, yeah. you're missing out on the joy. Like just yesterday in practice, we were all kind of waiting at a bar <laughs> in between games, and the kids do a warm up thing. And so some of the mums were like, "Oh, look at them out there, right?" And they play the soccer game, warming up in hockey. And at the end of it, they all huddle up together, nice. right? And they yeah, they, yeah. they do what they say whatever they say to pump themselves up. And I just looked at that and I was like, "That's." And I I looked at my wife and the other moms. I'm like, "That's what it's all about, right there." And they all agreed. And so as the parent, I'm like, "You're also missing out on that joy." Yep. Right. Like, in, in, I don't, I don't understand. Sometimes I wonder, like, why did you have kids?
2: Yeah. No, it's, it's a good question. I think, I think if you're having kids, that's got to be part, part and parcel. You've got to go. And, and it is, you're right. That to me, the biggest surprise has been how much I enjoy going to see my kid play but, um, sports. And I never was a sporty person before that. Like
1: think of how many things you've done for your kid that you would never do for anyone else. Yeah. Oh like, <laughs> I love you too, but if you, I was in Buffalo yesterday for about 12 hours. Like yeah. uh, it was a long day. And we work early mornings. If you said to me, "Hey guys, I got bills, tickets, and we can do yeah. this and go to," I'd be like, "With all due respect, I can't. I don't want to leave my house that long." Your kid, like, when, who's driving? Yeah. I don't
0: forget. I still have a kid in diapers, mm-hmm. right? I love my child enough that I am changing diapers, I both the ones and the that, twos, Johnny. right? Oh. Like I'm still doing oh, it. Right? I'm still <gasps> knee deep in that stuff. It's oh my god hardcore, I think of what is to come for oh, him I'm 48 you <laughs>
1: know what it's so like tired. it's like I feel like Sean and I it's like our prison sentence is almost done I know and we're like we're actually kind of like oh, I want to enjoy this prison for the last year you got another 10 year stint bro oh bro oh. you were just caught with like drugs in your <laughs> in your prison cell <laughs> and now your time has been <laughs> extended so if you have any more we'll questions, come visit you. <laughs> yeah. If you have any more questions,
0: you want to fill up the mailbag again, you please can. Okay, we want to hear about your bad parents stories. Send them to badparents at curiouscast.ca. If you have an idea for a future episode, we want to hear from that as well. We're on all your favorite podcast platforms, and you can listen to our radio show that we mentioned earlier every weekday morning, 5 30 to 10, a, 10 a.m. on Q107 Toronto. Uh, Radio Player Canada app is where you can if you're not in the Toronto, Ontario area. Until next time, I'm Johnny. I'm Shana. I'm Ryan. And next Wednesday, new edition of Bad Parents.